Hey there, I'm Nikki Milne, high school dropout and ex-hairdresser and salon owner turned PR and marketing expert and founder of the Peth Collective PR Agency. The Passion to Profit podcast is a conversational business podcast with a focus on marketing and PR to help business owners scale successfully, acquire more customers, increase your profits and become that desired go-to brand in your industry. So open your notepad on your phone, get out your pens and paper. You don't want to miss any of the following tips, tricks, and strategies that you're about to experience on the Passion to Profit podcast. Let's get started. Welcome to the Passion to Profit podcast. Today, I am joined from, by Zoe from Alchemy Brand Studio. Now, I've been working with Zoe oh, for about two years now. I love her photography and how she just naturally captures me. So I feel like it is a really important movement in small business at the moment to have brand photography. And I think a lot of people are confused about it. Who is, what is a brand photographer? What specifically are they going to bring to the table for a small business owner? And how do we use the content? So Zoe, I am so excited that you're joining us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I'm absolutely pumped. (laughs) Right. And I think this is something that needs to be discussed because obviously in the last five or six years, it's become quite a huge component for a small business owner to have brand photography as we've seen the rise of Instagram and the need to put ourselves out there a lot more. Um, which if we think back, you know, 10, 15 years ago, businesses would have battled to have a headshot for the owner, you know? Yeah, yeah. Things have changed so much. I think I started, well, I won't get into too too much of it, but, you know, when I started photography a few years ago, I was living in Darwin and it was not even the done thing at all. And so when I started doing it for businesses, it just completely snowballed because they were finally starting to pick up on like how much of an improvement it made for their business. So between now and then, like things have completely changed. It's now definitely a necessity. Absolutely. So let's start at the start. Who is Zoe? Where did you start? How did this all come about? Do you want to go all the way, way back? (laughs) Are we talking like nerdy Zoe in high school? Um, Okay, I... I will go there. I did never did very well in school. Okay. So I hated school. I never know what I wanted to do. Um, You know, I really struggled with uh, social anxiety as well. So I just like really didn't want to go to high school. I ended up quitting before I even finished year 10. So I had no education. (laughs) Um, And I went back and did 10 year 10 and 11 at like an adult school, kind of struggled through life doing like a bunch of different jobs and ended up working offshore oil and gas for 10 years so as a cleaner which is it's great money so I had six months a year off I earned heaps of money like I wasn't you know it was actually kind of like the perfect life but I was really unhappy I felt like I was missing something I'd always been a creative person um, and I just yeah felt like there's something missing inside of me and I couldn't figure out what I wanted out of life we moved to the Northern Territory. I moved there with my partner and I realized then again, without all my friends, without my family, like actually didn't really know who I was at all. <laughs> I was really feeling like, okay, without all of this support network around me, who am I? What do I love? Like I just couldn't figure it out. So I bought a three and a half thousand dollar camera straight off the bat and I decided that was it. This is what I'm just going to do. I'd never used a professional camera before. <laughs> so I um, just had faith that like this is what I really, really wanted. I actually used a really beautiful book called Your Dream Life Starts Here, I think from the owner of Kiki K. And I wrote down all of the things that gave me life and that gave me pleasure and photography was one of them. So that's it. Jumped in, bought my camera. I started volunteering for um, a few volunteer groups at their events and stuff. I would shoot for free all the models from the modeling agency up there who was so kind. We had an amazing relationship. Um, And yeah, it just kind of snowballed from there. And I, you know, feel so grateful every day that the thing that I picked and spent a whole lot of money on (laughs) actually was the right thing for me. Just really lucky. But you've never had any form of training in photography? I went to uni and did a bit of photography and design after I decided to do it. So I was working and I was doing the degree, which I ended up not finishing because my business has been too successful. Um, So it's on hold at the moment. I would love to finish it one day, but 
I do personally think when it comes to like business and you know, photography is such a hands-on thing that you really need to learn through practice and practice and practice. And also like having a business is so different to what you learn at uni. You know, it's actually being successful is more about business and marketing than it is about your skills sometimes. So I think I learned a lot in that sense (laughs) rather than from uni, but don't tell them that. (laughs) That is so true. And obviously, you know, I don't have a degree, but I think you've nailed it in today's world. You know, business and marketing quite often surpasses um, the need for skill. And that sounds like a funny thing to say, but you can have someone that's not that skilled. And then if they do brilliant marketing and um, also branding, that'll get a lot of leads in the door that if they can convert. Now, they might not have a long-term clientele, but it certainly gets people in the door. So it's been a really, it's an interesting thing of smoke and mirrors that's come a lot out of the last, you know, 10 years of business and how it's changed. But I totally agree. I, you know, I think hands-on experience is just essential for everyone. And, you know, until you're out there working day in, day out, meeting customers, talking to them, your business really won't expand or grow. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much more I could say on that. (laughs) (laughs) Like networking is a huge key to having a great business as well. And like coming from someone who's quite introverted and had really big problems with social anxiety, it was super tough. But I've realized now that like knowing people and building relationships, like you said, is actually it, it goes hand in hand with marketing and branding. Like they're the biggest things in creating a successful business. And you can be an average photographer, but have, you know, a 200K, 300K business just because you're really good at that side of things. Yeah. And people love people. And I think the other thing with photography is it's someone that you're comfortable with. Like I know I'm incredibly comfortable around you when I shoot with you. Whereas, you know, some people, you know, I'm sure you get people that are uncomfortable as well. We're going to talk about that at the same time, but your ability to make people feel comfortable, I certainly think that sets people, you apart as a photographer that, um, you know, looking at your photography (laughs) and see people are very natural and comfortable with you. Whereas sometimes you look at photographers' photos and you're like, that person clearly was nervous or uncomfortable and it shines straight through in their photography. So I guess that's what I love about all your portfolio work. People are always, from what we can see, comfortable around you that you actually naturally bring out the best of them through the, I guess, the lens. Yeah, I'm a dork. (laughs) So I just think that, um, first of all, it's so important for me to share and be vulnerable as well because getting your photos taken is a vulnerable experience. And, yeah, I'm just like a dork and I don't think that it should be a stressful, scary, horrible thing. I also hate getting my photo taken, so I've always understood that side of things and I'm very, I guess, yeah, I just love people. I love people so much and I I do genuinely care that they're comfortable and I hate seeing a photo where someone looks awkward. So it's really, really important to my business and it's so kind that you said that. I'm like, oh, that, to hear that from Nikki is amazing because you look comfortable in front of the lens no matter what. Um, so it's a pretty big practice. compliment. I've got a lot of practice yeah. behind me. But, yeah, I think I know this when I'm waiting for my shoot and I'm there on these headshot days when other people are in front of me or behind me and I'm like, yeah, they are feeling comfortable and they trust you. They trust that you will give them direction and show them how to hold their head and their body and even down to the clothing and things like that. And we're going to get into that more in a minute. Can you imagine? You've always been proud of your ability to work hard and get things done, but lately it's starting to feel like the harder you work, the further behind you fall. You see all these other business owners who seem to have it all figured out. They're posting about how much money they're making, how easy it is for them to run a successful business, and they have freedom and flexibility. They're making it look so easy but how are they doing it? Introducing the SIA method, earn more and work less with my eight-week online group coaching course. I'm going to give you all the time-saving systems and productivity tools you need to get started straight away. Plus, you're going to have my step-by-step marketing blueprint that will help accelerate sales as soon as you implement. How do I know this? Because this is the same method we use in my PR and marketing agency that gets incredible results. We're going to systemize, implement, and accelerate your business growth. So what's inside this eight-week course? We've got video education, templates, worksheets, guides, fresh ideas, and proven result-driven marketing campaigns that you literally can copy and paste and implement to get instant results. And 
As a bonus in this particular intake, starting on the 25th of July, you're going to get group coaching and accountability from me. I'm going to motivate you and provide a safe space to ask questions plus seek feedback and motivate you. I want to help you move beyond those 8 to 10K months and amplify your business success. So never forget how wildly capable you are and how far you've come. But now it is time to take action, invest in yourself and grow your business for the future. Visit www.nikkimilne.com slash CSIA method to find out more about this amazing new growth coaching program. I'm really curious because about 12 months ago, was it 12, eight months ago, you actually changed your business name to Alchemy Studio. And I was really surprised at you doing it. Um, And I've always been curious why you made that big change. When a lot of businesses are now moving towards a personal brand, you were a personal brand and you've moved into a business. There was a few things. Firstly, I felt that I had grown and changed a lot since the beginning of my business journey. It didn't really feel like it resonated with me anymore. And that was very important to me. I wanted it to always feel like it was deeply, like, you know, very much resonated with who I am as a person. Secondly, I don't want my business to just be me. So I do have people behind the scenes working with me. Um, And I would like to grow Alchemy Brand Studio to a point where we do have quite a few creatives behind the team. And I feel like when it's your name, you actually don't have the opportunity for that growth. People are always going to expect you. They're never going to expect to to work with someone else. So I think it just takes away a little bit of like the opportunity to grow. And, you know, if in 20 years I'm a full marketing agency and I can sell my business, (laughs) that would be amazing, you know, or be more of a be able to put myself in a position where I might be more of a boss and working less and have creatives who have trained under me and that I can trust to work with my clients. So it just gives me lots more options. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's a really important thing to recognize. And I always, the question I ask people is, are you going to one day sell this? Or do you think you one day might want to sell this? Or should the opportunity arise, would you sell it? And they're like, oh yeah. And I'm like, right. So you've called your name a personal brand, your name. You're not going to be able to sell that. And I use a classic yeah. example, like my hair salon, if I'd called it Nikki Milne Hairdressing Salon, I would never have been able to sell it because as I walked away, it's no longer Nikki Milne and my name would be still attached to a business that I'm not part of anymore. So it actually could do myself a lot of damage. And I think we saw it with Samantha Wills, the jewellery designer, when she ultimately sold her company and then they were doing designs that she really wasn't approving, but her name was still attached to it. That's just like one of the biggest classic examples of where a personal brand actually didn't um, extend the lifetime of the company and the growth of the company. So I 100% agree with what you're doing. I think it's a really, it's it's a natural progression for a lot of business owners, but um, it makes complete and utter sense for the expansion and growth and, and even the authority and credibility that you're growing a team. People love that. And I think that's just an amazing thing that's come out of your growth because how long have you been in Perth now? I've been back in Perth, I think, two years, just dead on two years. So, yeah, it's been a very, very big journey in a very short period of time, actually. Very unexpected. But yeah, it is. I, when I first got back to Perth, I had no clients. I didn't do any photography work for six months because COVID had just shut everything down. So I was still working offshore, which was really good. But then I had some business coaching towards the end of the year and things just went completely bananas. So it's been, yeah, I'm I'm so grateful every day, even on the days where I'm tearing my hair out, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> and um, I think like you, I guess... I think what you've really niched down done exceptionally well is these headshot days. And I'm not sure if you started it for me. I feel like you started it in Perth. I didn't notice anyone else doing it until I noticed you doing it. And that's just such a great concept. Concept. Do you want to share with everyone, um, you know, headshot days and what they're about and what can people get out of them? Because that's how I engage you. And that's when I work with you on these headshot yeah. days. I'm a big advocate for them and a regularly encouraging our clients to do it. And I'm doing it myself. 
Yeah, so the Headshot Days are 20-minute branding shoots. They're a little mini taster. Um, They're very quick, but we give people 10 great photos and the opportunity to buy extra ones if they want to. We do them at multiple different venues so that if you need studio photos, there's usually a studio one that works for you. Or if you need sort of more lifestyle photography, we might have an option for you there as well. And we do sort of guide people. It's not as, I guess, um, one-on-one as my full-on branding shoots, but um, we do guide you to bring the right props and, you know, really think about your brand and think about your target market and all that kind of stuff in the process. Um, yeah, and it's just a really fun day. I absolutely love it. Um, we do give people gifts as well. And in the bigger mini branding shoots, a little bit of video has been coming in as well, which is so exciting. Yeah, I got mine last night and it's amazing and I can't wait to use it on my website and things like that. But I think, you know, a headshot day is an entry level into you and getting comfortable with you. And I mean, I'm fortunate I work with many photographers, amazing photographers, and I have my favourites all for different things. Like we've got a photographer that we shoot, um, I guess you'd say still shots, like food photography and building photography and all that. And then I have another photography, a photographer that's a high-end magazine photographer, and she does all like the covers of my books and high-end kind of stuff uh, in very professional capacity. And then Zoe obviously does more my lifestyle shoots, which is um, for social media, on my website and on my podcast. So each one of those photographers plays a different role for me. And I think that's really important for people to recognize, not one photographer does it. And then I have my other photographer, Gemma, who does my family photography and our wedding and things like that. So, you know, I work with four amazing photographers, but they each bring something different and they each have their own niche. So I feel like people need to recognize that more because we don't talk about that a lot. But, you know, I think that's something that has come out in the last, you know, 10 years ago, 10 years ago, you know, your family photographer probably would do your headshots as well. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, probably. And I'm such a big advocate for this. I actually know so many photographers and I often will refer clients to someone else if I really rarely do product unless it's something that I feel really relates to my style or how I like to work. And I often send them to Caitlin, who is a good friend of mine at Caitlin Ruth Creative, little shout out. <laughs> um, and, you know, I would be happy to do that. And I, I think it's really important to pick the photographer that A, works in the field that you're in, but also it works in the style that you need for your shoot. So some people like to shoot really moody, dark photography and some people don't. And it doesn't necessarily mean that we can't create that style, but you are better off finding the person that is going to give you, like has a portfolio full of images that you know are going to match what you need at the end of the day. Absolutely. Um, How often do you recommend someone do a brand photography shoot for their own personal business? How many times a year? That's such a hard question to answer. It really depends on how much you're online and how much, you know, what what platforms you're using. But I would say every six months is really good. Um, You know, some people might only need a yearly one. I have people who have subscription shoots, so we do them three times a year. Um, But, yeah, six months is probably the sweet spot for most people. Like, they just need that refresher. If you're doing a two-hour content and you're getting 60 images, it should probably last you half a year yeah absolutely so I always do mine every six months that's something I've kind of got into the habit of doing every six months I shoot with you depending on where you're at and the location um and you know I find that great because it mixes in with my other content that gives me plenty for social media but it's also good uh every six months to refresh your image a little bit and have fresh new content to keep people interested in your Instagram as well and I mean the amount of places I can use that content it is definitely worth the investment yeah Um, So I think that's really, really important. And, you know, where are people mainly using your brand photography that you're taking for them? What platforms are they using on? What are they doing with it? There's so many places that you should be using your brand photography. And I think... Can you let me go on a little bit here? Yeah, (laughs) okay. So on your website, you must have a photo of yourself on your main page, especially if you are, you know, putting your personal brand behind your business. I think it's so important. Your about me page and your contact me page should also have a photo of you. So important. Um, Always on your Instagram, you can obviously use that content everywhere through reels, through videos, like the beginning of videos, things like that. Um, on Facebook, Facebook banners, Facebook events. I, like I'm a fan for putting it absolutely everywhere. And why we do this 
is because it starts to build a brand image that is recognizable wherever you are. So you might have the same picture on LinkedIn, the same picture on Facebook. Maybe that seems a little bit boring for you to have the same image on every single platform. But to your potential clients, they're saying, oh, there's Nikki over on Instagram. I recognize her straight away. There she is on LinkedIn. There she is on website. Oh, that's her ebook. I can see the same photos throughout them. So I always recognize her brand. And it just really creates trust. So, you know, on top of that, your PDFs, ebooks, downloads, all that kind of thing. I mean, on your Christmas baubles that you send to your clients, if you want to <laughs> go that far, <laughs> whatever you want to do. <laughs> so, and from our point of view, it's really important that when a new client comes into the agency, they're up to hand us, hand us maybe four or five headshot photos or lifestyle photos that they're really happy for us to have on file and hand to the media. Because if you get a media opportunity and the media, the first thing they will say is we're going to send a photographer, which is fine in one aspect, but from us, from a PR agency, we're trying to control brand and put that client in the best light. So if there is a photo we have on file that they're very comfortable with and happy with, we will always submit that to the media and say, actually, if it's possible, can we use this photo in your newspaper or the article, as opposed to sending one of their photographers out. So I know you're um, supportive of this, but that's another great reason for business owners to invest in brand photography because you just never know when a media or even if you're appearing on a podcast or being featured in a digital article, you need to be able to supply headshot or lifestyle photos that you're really comfortable with. So I think that's just an added advantage. And that's why I constantly am doing brand photography shoots for myself because I always like to have these professional photos on hand to hand out when I need. Yeah. And, you know, I think even a headshot can be branded and this is really, really important to consider. You can get a plain white headshot and have your arms crossed and look like a real estate agent. But if that doesn't gel with your brand, is that really how you want to be portraying yourself on your first ever PR, you know, marketing experience? You actually really want that headshot to reflect who you are, how you resonate with your clients. Like, oh, I could go on (laughs) about it all day, but it's actually very important. Absolutely. And I think when people are crossed arms in a headshot, like traditionally you were taught to do, that's a very negative body image where reflecting on someone looking at that person for the first time, it's really saying I'm closed off and not approachable. So, I mean, we get asked all the time, do you have photographers that do headshots? And they're like, you know, so many photographers, we're like, we do not do no one photographer that does headshots. And they always look at us quite strangely. But the thing is, we're like, we don't recommend headshots. What we're talking about is brand photography, which in our eyes, and I'm sure your eyes is slightly different than a headshot. Um, because they're someone in their very natural state. And I remember being um, down with you on a photo shoot and you had um, Annie from uh, Little Cake Maker and she had her cake there and she was cutting it and she was like playing with it. And that's very much, that encompasses everything I see in brand photography is when a creative is actually using what they create and they're immersed in their work or their art and you are just taking yes. around that. Oh, that's what I love. And actually, I should probably change the headshot day name because people ask that and I'm like, oh, no, it's definitely more of a brand day Um, because I don't do this. I don't do this crossed arm, like stern look. That is not me. But at the same time, I think when you say headshots, everyone knows what it is. It's headshots. I, I totally get from a marketing perspective and in terms of marketing, sometimes we use the simpler topic name or name because people relate and go headshots that's what I need but we actually understand what they need is to be captured in their normal creative state which is they're happy their energy's open then you know their hands are being creative and that's what I love about your photography it's almost like you're not there just capturing the moments and you know that's what we need on social media we absolutely need and on websites as well And so I want to talk about your customer journey now. Zoe has this incredible customer journey, for example, when you book headshot days, um, and it's quite an automated process, but I'm guessing most people would not even click at that. It's just that I'm in marketing, so I obviously know it's an automated process. But do you want to talk us through, because I've recently obviously just done a headshot um, day with you, literally five weeks ago, and I even since the last time I shot with you, this whole process this time was quite incredible, what you sent through and what you got me to do. Um, So do you want to explain that to people, how that process works and how you actually, why you're implementing it in your business? Absolutely. So I'm really proud of my system. It's taken a very, very long time to figure it out. Don't get me wrong. It's not something that you just set up and it's put done overnight. Uh, But I use Studio Ninja, which is specifically designed for photographers, And basically, it just has beautiful little touch points all the way along their journey because 
I might have 40 or 50 or 60 clients who are booked in over the next three to four months, especially if we've got headshot days or minis, you know, that's 12 people or seven people in a day. It's a lot. And my brain (laughs) cannot handle making sure that every single one of those people is, you know, feeling nurtured. We do always do check-ins. I talk to people on Instagram, DM and over email as well. But being able to make sure that they're sort of looked after throughout that process is so important. So I always have, you know, a booking email, a what to expect email, little reminder emails with um, PDFs and downloads to help them prepare for their shoot, um, a few more reminders. And then after your shoot, there's always feedback forms and check-ins just to see how you enjoyed the experience as well. And I can say that automating your system, even though it's hard, it's (laughs) life-changing. It is the best thing you ever do for yourself if you want to grow because you cannot do everything. Like you physically cannot grow your business at a certain point if you're sending every email. You know, some people I know aren't even using email templates and I'm like, you retype that email 500 times, like my brain would explode. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's fabulous. Studio Ninja is great if you're a photographer. I also believe Dubsado is amazing and we're considering making the switch now, but I have some problems understanding it. Yes. So maybe in the future. Interesting story about that. So I heard that as well. And so eight weeks ago, I engaged a VA from Upwork to build my whole process on Dubsado. And it cost me a small fortune. And when I got into it, I was like, this platform is ugly. And from a creative perspective, it was very office-like and very corporate-like. And I played around with it for three days and I was like, I can't do this. This is not my brand. I cannot send these really clinical emails. The calendar was ugly as anything on it. Couldn't work it out. And so I ended up, I think it cost me $500, but I just threw it away and said, can't do it, can't use this system. And it is incredibly complicated. And I mean, I'm very tech savvy. We build websites in here. We build multiple online course platforms, but I couldn't get my head around it. So if anyone out there has a client software management system, um, I've heard Monday, I've heard all these other ones. So I was quite curious to see what you're using. And even um, Calendarly, I upgraded to trigger all the Zoom links and you never even got one today. <laughs> so now I've got to go back <laughs> and work out what happened in those triggers that um, Calendarly. There's always something that goes wrong. You, there's yeah. always one thing that you yeah. miss. <laughs> and I totally agree. In theory, if you can get it to work, like yours is obviously working very well. I got all those emails I loved that you got people to do um like a mood board and then send you photos of inspirations of people posing that you know you drew in like the client draws inspiration off and I think that just gives you a really good guide but it gives us an incredible guide as clients as well of our expectations for the shoot so I just I loved your onboarding process I loved how comfortable you made people feel through those emails and like you said it's all automated so that is just going above and beyond for customers and we're only going to see more of that as time evolves and people figure out these customer management systems but like you say once it's set up yes there is quite a lot to set up but once it's set up it's automated and can be multiplied through millions of clients so yeah, yeah congratulations I just think that's just such an amazing thing that you do do and then, you know, what are your top three tips to someone having a brand photography shoot? This is such a big topic because you can think about it as though like preparing yourself, you know, your outfits and things like that. But I like to think of it as a whole. So I think, first of all, it's really, really important to consider um, what's the purpose of the shoot? Really important. Like, what is this for? Is it for a marketing Um, you know, a new marketing thing that you're going through in the future? Is it for um, just like connecting with people on social media? Is it to fill particular places on your website? Um, You know, have that in mind and also have your target market. So very important, the purpose and who you're talking to before you even get started. (laughs) That's sort of the number one focus. Number two would definitely be create a mood board or a shot list or both. So once you've identified what the photos are for, you can go, okay, now I know what kind of content I need to be filling. What do I want it to look like? What do I want it to feel like? And that's when you start compiling that inspiration and being able to look at it like, yes, this is definitely suiting my brand. It suits my brand colors. It's going to resonate with my clients. It's high end or it's, you know, family orientated or whatever it is. Um, And from that mood board, you can go, okay, I need specific images like shot lists, um, you know, I need a headshot, I need a more casual shot of me drinking my favorite mug, I need me using my product, things like that. And that sort of helps you 
just prepare properly because it can be such an overwhelming experience. Like I'm planning my shoot in three weeks and I'm <laughs> like, I forget how hard this is. <laughs> it's, it's, there's so many moving factors, you know, hair and makeup, buying all the props, buying all the outfits. So just being really clear on what you need, you know, what kind of images you're getting. And that also helps you define what props you need to buy and things like that too. Finally, I would say, you need to consider this as a very vital part of your business marketing. So if you're afraid and you're scared to show up and you're feeling like, who am I to get photos taken? I'm not pretty enough, skinny enough, blah, blah, blah. The purpose of this shoot is not to look beautiful. Um, I, I hope that you will feel beautiful. I'd say almost all of my clients come back and they're like, oh, I love myself. I feel amazing. But that's actually not the purpose behind that. And you need to remember that when you're coming into a shoot and go, okay, I'm here to do this for my job. This is part of my job. Let go of that fear and be yourself and be confident in that moment. Because in your business, you're a confidence boss babe, you know, and when you come to your shoot, you need to channel that exact same energy and not kind of like hide away from an experience or sit there thinking like, when the F is this going to be over the whole time? So yeah, yeah. I hope that was all right. <laughs> Absolutely love that because that's how I look at it. I, and I, those that have followed me for a long time for the first five years of the Perth Collective, you virtually never, ever saw me. I was very much behind the scenes um, and I was never comfortable having my photo taken and I am incredibly curated and edited I don't like being seen without hair and makeup you're never going to see me in my pajamas and things like that that's just who I am but what I clicked onto a few years during the journey of the Perth Collective if I actually went and did a brand photography shoot I had photos I was comfortable with I was happy for people to see and so that's become me a tool in my business that's essential for me because I'm happy for the media to use them and I'm happy to have them on their website but what I'm not happy and what makes me insecure and uncomfortable is unedited photos of me. And I'm completely comfortable saying that, um, you know, each to their own. And I admire people that want to get out of bed and just talk on Instagram and be in their full openness. But to be honest, that's not me. I'm not that type of person. So I think it became, it's essential in my my marketing strategy. It is something I have to do and it's something we make every single client we work with do. And once they've done it once or twice, you get more comfortable out of it and you become proud of the photos. And they do, when you capture people, you capture them in their natural state, which is truly who they are. And I just think that's incredible. And that's what ultimately brings you more leads and sales because people may see that you're happy and comfortable in your business. Well, they, of course, are going to want to work with someone that is happy and comfortable and proud to be there representing their business. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, I could not agree with you more. Um, and, you know, like a huge reason why I love doing what I do is because I do get to see that process of people who are scared to have a shoot. And that that is me, by the way, like the first brand shoot I ever had, I was sweating like profusely. I was shaking. I was like having a full panic attack. <laughs> And, um, you know, the journey that we go through to sort of getting into it as we go and realizing like, oh, this can actually be kind of fun. Like my photographer's fun. We're having a dance. Like this is great. And then them seeing the photos and messaging me and like, I would say I get this. I mean, I've never had a bad, I've never had anyone say anything bad, but you know, when someone replies and haven't even looked at all the photos yet and they say, oh my God, Zoe, I love, 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 love them. I'm so happy. I've never felt so beautiful it's like an insane experience and being able to allow them to step up and be proud of who they are and step up for their business and grow their business and not be afraid to do that. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's insane. It's pretty special. It is. Absolutely. So what is next for Zoe and Alchemy? What are you up to? What are you doing? <laughs> Well, I have had a beautiful new team member come on. I definitely think there'll be some growth as in some new people joining the team this year, hopefully doing a lot more podcasts. And I've got some presentations coming up in coaching groups, which is really exciting and stuff I've never done before. So that's definitely a new avenue for me. I'm like terrified of public speaking. So um, it's pretty crazy. I also have a side hustle with Caitlin from Caitlin Ruth Creative. Um, we have started a community for photographers and 
content creators to get together. So we have our first photo walk tomorrow. We're taking a bunch of little nerds. We're all nerding it up together <laughs> and going and just taking photos of nothing. Um, and we really want to inspire creativity in people who are feeling burnout or maybe like they only do this for their business or they just don't really know how to get experience in photography and they want to learn. So we're just kind of bringing them together, having some fun, having some laughs. Yes, that should be pretty amazing. And then hopefully in the future, as we might have discussed off air, (laughs) um, having my own studio would absolutely be a dream. So that would be amazing. So you got lots happening, which is really exciting. You're the type of person that keeps evolving, I've noticed, which I absolutely love. And I think you are very much um, a forward-thinking growth photographer. You don't just do one thing and that's it. You are constantly looking on ways to improve your business and grow and expand the company, which I just think is incredible. So just to finish up, do you have three questions for me that you'd like to ask? I would love to. I have so many. I was like, how do I narrow this down to three? Um, First of all, I would love for you to maybe, you know, for a small business owner who can't afford to work with a PR agency, um, maybe you can give them some pointers for getting started in PR. Like where should they begin? And also maybe explain like what is good PR? Yeah, absolutely. PR is anything that builds your brand awareness um, in my experience. So I think like even like this appearing on podcasts, that's amazing PR. Um, and it also is something that you can actually use as a content asset. You can put it on your website, you can share it to your Instagram. And there's just so much new PR that comes out of being on a podcast. You can, um, I think, contribute to articles. That's a great way to get started in PR. So basically, if you actually Google write for us, what will actually happen on Google is all the publications or the media outlets that take um, contributor articles will appear. So you would look for write for us as a photographer. I'll write that down over yeah. here. Amazing, <laughs> those three little keywords, write for us into Google. And then you can quite often, like I'll put write for us business topics um, and it'll just globally, every publication that allows people to write for them and contribute as a guest contributor will come up. So that's another great way you submit an article relevant to your industry. And then people can obviously pitch themselves to the media. It helps to have connections and that's what you pay a PR agency for. But if people are starting out, I always recommend just, um, you know, going and approaching one or two journalists with your story or something new you're doing. You do have to have a hook and it is a completely competitive industry. But, you know, events are great PR as well. And I'm such a huge advocate of events. So to throw an event to celebrate, you know, the launch of your new business or a new direction or a new service, that is just invaluable PR as well and is such a quick way to build brand awareness and brand credibility and culture and community. Um, So PR can be many things. Most people think it's media, but it's not. It's anything that's building your brand awareness and extending your circle of relationships and connections. Yeah, that's amazing. I really didn't think of PR as anything except maybe like podcasting or um, being in the actual physical media. And I guess when a lot of our businesses are kind of online, sometimes people don't see the value in it because they're like, why would I want to be in a newspaper? But it is the credibility that's so important, like being able to say, I'm a published photographer or, you know, I've been on this many podcasts. I've talked with Mickey Mill. Like (laughs) all those exciting things actually help to bring your credibility to people so they understand like why, why you're so sought after. So, so interesting. Okay. Tell me what you think the biggest marketing tool is that is working for small businesses at the moment. This doesn't sound really left to centre, but TikTok. Really? Oh, I know. No. And I was so against TikTok. But you know what? I think all of us are quite over Instagram at the moment. Instagram is definitely losing its footing. And I feel like now it's just got we overthink it. There's too many hashtags. There's too many, you know, what's the right time to post? Who am I tagging the right people? You know, am I collaborating with the right people? Uh, Instagram's become quite a burden, more so than ever. It used to be a fun, creative platform that you took a photo, you chucked it out, and you got views and you got connections. Um, but I feel like Instagram, even I'm, I've been very public about it in the last three months, I've got quite over it that I'm putting so much time and effort into all these posts and reels and things like that. And the reach is like, you know, a thousand people when I have 55,000 people following me. So Instagram has limited my reach that much that I'm like, you know what, this is not working anymore. So I've literally jumped on TikTok maybe two weeks ago and it's 
growing really quickly and it surprised me at how much how easy it is um and I'm just chucking out content that's relevant but I'm not overthinking it but I'd have to bloody edit it and chuck five hashtags out if it works great I put a tiny caption and I'm done and it just blows my mind it literally reminds me of what Instagram was like at the start so I might have to save some of my reels and <laughs> repurpose them onto TikTok. That is the thing. So what all I'm doing at the moment is repurposing my real content. I've got a lot of real content. And so I'm just downloading it. And literally before I jumped on, someone asked me how I removed the um, watermark. And literally I crop out the watermark on Instagram off that download. And then I upload it into um, TikTok and post it and I'm done. And, you know, (laughs) they're saying one to three times a day if you want pretty good growth. But the other thing I've been playing around with, I've actually done advertising on TikTok this week where I've spent $5 a day for five days and I've got like 100 new followers. Wow, that's so much bigger than Facebook ads and Instagram ads. I just feel like there's no growth on there unless you want to spend some serious cash. Um, so yeah, that's very interesting. Oh, but it's my worst fear. Come through. <laughs> I mean, all you're going to do as a starting platform. So for, I think the last, I've only been on it 15 days, really seriously. I've just reposted all my own content. I haven't put anything new up. It's just what was on my Instagram. So I'm not generating any new content. I'm just getting in front of a new audience and it's been really interesting. But I feel like at the moment, and I was the first one to say, don't be on TikTok, oh, but now I'm like, I feel like this has got. Um, potential to actually outshine Instagram if you're I mean I'm a digital space so I can sell globally I can mentor globally but there's I don't know if you've been on TikTok much but the photographers on there are killing it like mind-blowing like the stuff you see the viral photography stuff it'll just give you ideas for your business like there's a guy with I think 16 million followers and he just stops people in the street and takes photos of them and then publishes it and like it is incredible. So like even from a that's a great PR activation and example. You could take that and go, well, one day I'm just going to go down to Cottesloe Beach and just get 10 people to turn around and take their photos. And wow. They, and I was just like, it's and it's like he now takes famous people, like their agents ring up and say, Oh, go down to um Jared Lateo's house and knock on the door and take his photos for a new movie. And this guy, I think his name's Alex, has got He's knocked on the door. Jared Latay has opened the door and gone, oh, my God, Alex, I know who you are. I follow you on TikTok. And he's literally, <laughs> and in five minutes, step out the front. He's got some um, smoke bombs and he's taken all these shots for his new movie out the front of his house. And this guy's maybe 25. <laughs> it's just. Oh, my gosh. So I'm so inspired by what's on TikTok at the moment, even in my industry. Um, and I'm finding all these cool apps and stuff. So it's just like this whole new world of education's opened up to me, which has kind of renewed my passion. Yeah, that sounds so exciting to me. And like, I think it can, Instagram can like deaden the creativity because I have felt like everyone's doing the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm kind of starting to step away from like voiceover reels and stuff just because I'm like, well, everyone's doing it. Like, I just, I don't know. I think it's just boring. You might get a lot of reach because they're all using the same song, but it doesn't mean those people are even interested in what you do at all. So it's not always important to get like a million people watching you if they're not actually people who will work with you. Um, but yeah, it'd be really interesting to see the creativity that photographers are coming up with. I, I'm excited. Be warned. <laughs> yeah, I hope it doesn't mean like 10 hours of making one video kind of creativity. No, I'm addicted to what I'm discovering on there and what I'm learning, not what I'm posting. So I'm using it as an education platform to reignite my fire about what I'm doing in marketing and PR. And I'm learning so much new cool stuff in one minute. Each TikTok's one minute. So in a minute, I get the most incredible education for free yes oh I love that I'm gonna to have to download the app again I did delete it because I got sucked down a massive rabbit hole <laughs> and I was like oh I could just spend like a I billion years on here yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so I just was hoping not to spend too much time on social media but at least this one will hopefully be inspiring okay I got one more for you what do you think is the most important factor or a couple of factors when you're going from like a 10K business up into a 20, 30, 50K business? Because I think it's a very common, I guess, goal to have a 10K month business. But when you get there, it's 
it's not particularly like high earning. You're paying a lot of money in out. Um, but I think breaching that is actually a very difficult process. Yeah. So that's exactly my new online course is exactly that I'm bringing out is exactly about that. It is going from that 10K to the 20K to 30K to 50K months, scaling right up to 100K months. Um, because that's the biggest thing people come to me for. We're ticking along, we're doing okay, but we want to go to that next level. How do we penetrate through that consistent 10 or 15K months to kind of take us to 30K months? And there is actually really defined, there's six levels that are incredibly defined and each level has problems and each one needs different solutions. But what's starting to happen as you get past that 10, 15K per month, you've got more outgoings, which is causing more headaches you're getting more leads in, but you can't convert them as quickly because you're so busy running the business and everything else. So I guess the first thing is when you're at that is automating and outsourcing as much as you possibly can so that you can be converting the leads and still doing the work. And then it seems like obviously taking on other team members, but then to sustain it, you need to be constantly generating new leads, which I think you do incredibly well. So that wouldn't concern me with you, but for a lot of business owners, they don't know how to generate leads and they don't know how to convert it because in most cases they've got to that 10 grand quite easily, but now their website is not up to a 10, you know, a 15, 20K a month business. So then they need to go back and redo their website. They need to get new headshots. They need to actually level up and polish the brand to actually sustain the growth moving into that next phase. So I think that's really important. Um, you know, most people wing it till they get to 10 or 15K, but then they go, wow, this is a serious business. I could have my own premises. I could have other team members. But how the hell do I do that and still take home as much as I am now earning for 10K? And that's where people go really wrong. They don't put their profit first. So I think that I probably the biggest advice is whatever you're earning now, if you want to take home $1,000 a week or you want to take $2,000 a week, take that out of your business, pay that profit first to yourself and then scale. So that's a really big yeah. thing because I'm paying my staff, you know, $1,000 plus a week but I'm worth $2,000 plus a week. So I always pay myself $2,000 a week, every single week. And then from that, whatever's left over, that's how I scale and grow the business bigger. So I think it's really important to put profit first because we see so many business owners that say, I've got a million dollar business, which is great. Their turnover is a million dollars. But when it comes to taking home, they might be taking home 30 or $40,000 a year because they're paying too many staff members. They're doing too much manually. They're not, you know, they haven't got the right systems in place. Um, so I think that's a huge thing is, yeah, I, that's what this course will teach people how to navigate it. So your profit's still as good as it was when you were a $10,000 a month business. Yeah, that's very yeah. interesting. I've literally had this conversation this morning and they told me to read the book Profit First <laughs> and I was interested yeah. to see your take on it. That's very similar. Yeah. So it's yeah, exactly I'll be excited to read that. And when is, when does your course come out? Uh, well, all going to plan, hopefully June or July. <laughs> it's a okay. massive course, but it literally is going to take people from that common spot of the 10,000 where they've got to per month to actually scaling up towards that 50,000 a month. And I think it's really prominent, like I said, to worry about profit, not turnover, because it's anyone could have a million dollar business. You and I could have a million dollar business tomorrow if we wanted, but that would be turnover and we could go and spend 900,000 on Facebook ads. And we yeah. would have still a million dollar business. But technically, if we went to the back end of it, our profit would probably only be 30 or 40,000 by the time we take out all those other costs and the Facebook ads. And I kind of a few years ago saw a lot of people starting to do that. They were inflating their spending so they could say they had million dollar businesses. And I think that's been a huge thing in the industry, but then they don't last and it all falls down yeah. and they lose their business and, you know, they get overwhelmed and burnt out and mental health and all the rest of it. So, I think especially now it's really important that people put themselves first in their business because that's why they have it. And that might look like, you know, not taking as much money home, but you only work four days a week. We only yeah. work every second week. So I think it's really important to people to get clear on what they want out of their business and, you know, is money a factor or you want, you want to work four days a week or you want every second month off, whatever it is. And then that, you know, the $10,000, the $20,000 a month, that needs to change based on what you want in your freedom, time and profit. Yeah, that's such an interesting way to look at it because I had huge, huge, huge growth in my own business last year. And what I realized at the end of it was that it actually wasn't really working for me anyway, because I had no time. I couldn't see my family and friends. I was working 24-7. And when you start a business or you're in that growth phase, you have a fire in your belly that what you want that, right? So you'll do anything. But after a year of it, that fire 
slowly spreads to the rest of your body to complete burnout. <laughs> and, you know, for me, it's, it's definitely going to be more focused on steady gradual growth. But yeah, it'd be re- really interesting to see how you can scale like service-based businesses. You might have your first yeah. <laughs> client. It's something we've been doing in the PR agency for a few years. And then I was like, this is a, like a complete method we use. So I could literally put this in a course and actually step through. It's a 12-week module, modules, 12 weeks um, of a step-by-step process or method that we use in here when someone first comes to us about PR and marketing, because that's what they think they need, but they have all these other problems first that they need to actually work on before they can actually scale up to that next level and sustain it and cope with it and not sink their business. So it's really important that people be aware of that, that unless you've got the systems and backends, even if you get a 50K month, you probably won't consistently maintain it or do a good job. That's the other thing, you you know, if you're overworked and you're overtired and you haven't got everything in place, your level of work, which I know is incredibly important for you and incredibly important for me, it starts to slip and everything unravels. And, you know, we didn't work this hard for our reputation to actually get up there because it's so much harder to stay at the top. But once you're at the top, it's incredibly hard to stay at the top of your industry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so much I want to squeeze out of your brain right now. There's so much good stuff in there. We'll have to have more of a chat um, one day. Yeah. Or I could just pay for the course, I suppose. (laughs) I love this. And this is what, you know, these questions at the end are designed to do is actually make people think and have my opinion, which might be completely different to what people think I'm going to say. So I think it's so important. So where can people find Zoe and connect with you outside of the podcast? Let us know your website, your Instagram. Um, and obviously I've used Zoe in a lot of my photography, so you can check her out in the tags of the content that she's done for me. Website is www.alchemybrandstudio.com.au. Instagram under Alchemy Brand Studio. I do have a Facebook page. I wouldn't know how to tell you how to get there. And I do not use TikTok, but very, very shortly you will find me on TikTok at Alchemy Brand Studio, hopefully. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to reach out to Zoe or myself and let us know um, that you've heard it. And it's been wonderful chatting with you. Zoe thanks for joining with me thank you so much for having me Nikki it's been heaps of fun actually I loved it (laughs) I hope you loved today's episode I am so passionate about sharing the stories of other business owners and passing on my knowledge and experience from the last 17 years of business ownership if you enjoyed the passion to profit podcast it would mean so much to me if you left a review or you shared it to your insta stories don't forget to tag me at Nikki Milne underscore seeking new clients struggling with brand awareness, these were the things that come up the most in a recent survey I did. You all are looking at ways to market your business, be innovative, fresh, and attract that ideal customer. Well, I've created something just for you. Join me in my new free five-day marketing challenge to increase your inquiries and gain new clients. Hurry, seats are limited. Enroll now at www.nikkimilne.com slash challenge. I would love to have you in this and help accelerate your growth.